Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I am Pam, and today I have Heidi with me. Hello. And Elisa, of course, is here as well. Hello. Uh, So today's episode is a really fun one. It's um, 2020, and we're talking back to school. So um, if you listen to this later on, uh, you may not, not all of this may be relevant. However, um, this week's episode, we're talking all about that back to school, not just schedule and that kind of stuff, but the back to school with what we're dealing with, um, with, with our times that we're living in right now. The unprecedented times. <laughs> yes, that we're all trying to. <laughs> Most with. used phrase. Yes. So now twenty. <laughs> yeah. Good old twenty twenty. Um, so we do have like our, our our schedules are going to be off, right? Every summer, this is kind of the end of the summer, yeah. the last two weeks of summer. Everyone's schedules kind of been pushed. Um, we're waking up a little bit later. We're going to bed uh, a little bit later. So um, it's 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 only normal that we're going to have kind of uh, later schedules than typically than what we're going to have for back to school. So one thing that you can start doing when it comes to schedule and sleep is we want to start with that morning wake up. It's really tough to just enforce earlier bedtimes when that wake up is still really late. Um, as an example, so Alexa is 10. I wake her every morning at 830 um, if I decided, you know, tonight, okay, tonight's going to be an early bedtime, eight o'clock. She's just not going to be tired enough because she just, she woke at eight thirty, right? So I'm going to start working on that morning wake up, waking her up earlier and earlier so that, uh, that bedtime can then become early and earlier. So typically I do about half an hour a week or so the last two weeks. So right now we're at eight thirty. Uh, this week we're going to work on eight. Next week we'll work on seven thirty, and then ideally um, around as school starts, it'll be closer to seven. We'll be ready to kind of starting our day around seven, and then that brings our bedtime earlier as well. Yeah, and that goes for us parents as well. So I know mm-hmm. that my children are a little bit older now. Like I don't have toddlers anymore. So what's been happening is they wake up in the morning and they kind of just go get themselves breakfast and I stay in yes. bed until 8.30. So this is going to have to be something that I work on as well because they're still up at 7 o'clock in the morning, but I haven't been getting out of bed until 8.30. So that's going to be a work in progress for me. And for me, it's going to start with just forcing myself to wake up and maybe do something in the morning. Maybe I'll even get a, work in, a workout in <laughs> if I feel like it before <laughs> they uh, start start small start small um start with just waking up a little bit earlier but yeah that's a a great goal but yeah I'm the same way I haven't been really been getting out of bed um until about 8 30 ish uh but my kids uh I guess uh, yeah 7 38 is kind of uh for the boys and then the girls are 8 30 9 30 so we have a little bit of work for everybody um and like Elisa said myself included because yeah I am I am that mom where I'm like okay down to make your breakfast. You Come get me at 8.30. <laughs> yeah. So every day, Ileana, <laughs> every day, Ileana comes up, Mom, it's 8.30. It's time for you to get up. Thanks. <laughs> My alarm clock. I love it. Um, I also work in that uh, because my guys, as they feed themselves, uh, tend to get cereal everywhere or, yeah. you know, forget their bowls and stuff. So now I have it that as I get up, I actually call downstairs. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm up. I'm going to be down in about five, 10 minutes. So let's make sure everything's picked up. 
Um, and then they know uh, to clean up that kitchen because it was driving me crazy coming down and it was a complete disaster. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so little things like that. So getting their schedule back, getting that sleep back on track, making sure that they're getting the appropriate amount of hours of sleep so that uh, when you are starting school, getting up to start school, we're not, um, you know, it's not that dragging. If we wait until that first week of school to start now, okay, now it's time to wake up. Um, and you're pushing them to school, they're not fully waking up until, you know, halfway through the morning. Um, and it's just going to be a really hard drag for them in the morning. So it, as tough as it can be, preparing them that week or two before um, really does, it can make a big difference in your day-to-day -day once you start school, for sure. Short-term pain for, for long-term gain. Yeah. Right exactly. now, it's kind of going to be a pain in the butt, but once you're in the throw of it, you're going to be so thankful. Yeah. Yes. And this goes for if you're sending your kids to school or if you are doing homeschool or virtual, you still want to, because if you're doing virtual learning, they're still going to have to be online at a specific time and they're going to yes. be starting school at a specific time. So, you know, yes, you might have a little bit more wiggle room where you don't have to get them physically ready to get out the door but you still want them to get dressed for the day just to maintain that routine and and yeah. get them into the swing of things if they're sitting you know at the computer in their pajamas then it they don't really have that chance to fully wake up right yeah. so we want to have that we want to keep that routine of you get up you eat breakfast you get into your clothes or whatever right so teeth. still want to make sure our day yeah, you still want to make sure that you're starting your day at a decent time so that they have enough time. And, you know, we really recommend if you are staying at home, try and do a movement activity of some sort before yeah. starting your schooling because, you know, normally when they're going out of the house, they are going on the bus or you're driving them. They would have outside playtime before going in. So keep that same sort of routine you know, you don't have to send them outside, but maybe do a movement activity like Go Noodle on YouTube or mm -hmm. Cosmic Kids Yoga or something before. And I think we're going to end up doing a um, home virtual homeschooling episode as well, um, just with some extra tips in there. Good idea. So, yeah. And, and one of the things, though, and before we kind of really jump into the school stuff is remembering how hard of a decision this is, whether you're sending them back or not. Um, this is a tough decision for everybody. I don't think, every, I, I don't know, but from the families that I've been speaking with, nobody's a hundred percent yes or no. Like nobody's a hundred percent feeling a hundred percent confident behind their decision. There's, there's always this yep. piece right back and forth. Should I, should I not? Um, some people don't have a choice. They, they genuinely don't have a choice whether or not they have, they can send their kids to school. Um, some families are worried about uh, COVID and how that's going to, uh, work in the school. Um, some families can't homeschool. Uh, some need their space, right? So every family is going to be different. No, there's no wrong or right reason. Uh, there's no wrong or right decision at this mm -hmm. point in our lives. It's, we just have to do what's best for us. Yeah, family. it's just, it's a big shit show for all of us. <laughs> Excuse really my is. language. It really and is. You may have to change course or ch change your mind you know you may think this is what will work best and then once you're in it it may not feel right yeah. or work right and that is also okay like we are all making this up as we go along we're all learning our new 
capacities for different things and it's okay to change your mind yeah and i think we're not gonna have i think uh yeah we won't have a lot of um opportunity to change our minds i think some of the changing will just be happening naturally if we get shut down again if we go back to or if we go there's like the three kind of full part-time and then virtual so i think that's going to be fluid throughout the year so in general i think we just need to be open and flexible um to all possibilities and and you know try to keep the judgment because what works for you and your best friend and your neighbor and your sister may not work for you know the family down the road so um bear in mind mind. yeah keep it in mind that everybody is struggling with this decision so um if you're sending them or not, we know that it is a hard decision and we know that, um, yeah, it has, it wasn't an easy decision to make. So, and it, and it may change, like Heidi said, numerous times throughout the year. Um, but you know, again, just keep that in mind that we're not being judgmental and everybody has to make those decisions that based on what is best for their family. Yeah. So back to school. Yay. We're going back to school. Um, some of those basics, uh, you really want to check in with your specific school. We know that, you know, Lisa's in Ottawa, we're in North Bay, Heidi and I are in North Bay. So different school boards will have different requirements. Um, so you do want to check in with your school, but for the most part, what we're seeing right now is they're not to bring anything with them, right? So it's going to be uh, their water bottle, their lunch bag and their school bag, and that's it. No indoor shoes. Uh, they're not going to have use of lockers, anything like that. Um, so definitely check in with your school before you send them. There, there. I'm sure the schools will also send lists as well, and they'll um, be sure to let the families know what they can and can't bring. But be mindful that that is that uh, possibility that you won't be able to bring anything. Um, masks are now for children in grade four. Is it four and up? Uh, And they may have been, they may have been even talking about the younger children having to wear masks as well. I I didn't look up exactly what the new requirements were. Yeah. And again, I think that's going to be flexible and change on like, you have to be flexible with that because I think that's going to change on a regular basis. If you're worried about your little one wearing masks, we do have an episode um, all about getting them used to comfortable wearing their mask where, um, and that kind of stuff. So we do mm-hmm. have an episode in the last couple of episodes uh, with all of that information. But they are going to need a mask in school. They're probably going to need a few masks. Yeah. So um, having like a little bag. Uh, there's lots of entrepreneurs that have like jumped on this. And they're making like the little <laughs> lanyards that go around the masks, around the ear loops. So that they can kind of, when they're not using them, it's around their neck versus, um, you know dragging on the floor or something on the desk played with you know yeah slingshotted across the room that kind of stuff um making sure that if you are doing anything uh that's going to go around their neck that it has that safety that it will if it gets caught it will come apart right away so that um, and and before you go and invest in a lot of those check with your school first because it might be something that is not permitted at your particular school so you want to you know get one test it out and then go and invest in more if you need yeah. more. Yeah. I saw this a photo of a really cute like little um, fanny pack that they put around their shoulders. Okay. Almost like 
you know, it, it looked a little bit like an EpiPen pack, but it went around their shoulder instead, like a, a purse, and they could put their masks inside of that little fanny pack. So that would be something that's cute. I love it. I know that's that'll be coming. Uh, so lots, lots of people around are creating these things that um, you can purchase for fairly inexpensive. Um, a little bag like that, and then personal hand sanitizer if you um want to send your little one to or your child to school with that the schools will have some for sure of course on hand uh if your little one has eczema though that's another big problem that i keep seeing is like those dry especially through the winter right is those dry um hands the eczema the cracking the bleeding all of that stuff so there are uh, special hand sanitizers um and you can also get special soap so i know my school uh alexa <coughs> couldn't handle the school soap so we brought her own soap and with her name on it um and we were able to do that so your school should be open to that um I, I like i just have a tiny little paper cut and used hand sanitizer when I was out shopping and I was like, geez, that stings. I can't imagine. Yeah. The little guys with like the oh. and the, the cut hands. Yeah. So, oh, so being super. mindful and, and if that's, you know, if your little one's little, um, you know, our JKSK grade ones and they don't have that a voice yet to be able to say, stop, I can't use the hand sanitizer. Mm. Like have, like make like a felt something, stick it on their coat, stick it on their shirt, especially those first few weeks, right? Because there's going to be, you know, as they come off the bus, there's going to be somebody there potentially with hand sanitizer yes. for each of the children, right? So you want to make sure that it's something that's going to be visible yes. that they can say, I, I have my own hand sanitizer and maybe they step out of the line and they have their own hand sanitizer and they're doing it. But yeah. um, little things like that. And the schools are going to be, um, they're going to work with our families uh, with those things like that, right? So um, don't hesitate. If your little one is struggling, you definitely don't want them using that alcohol-based sanitizer all day long. Um, hand washing is going to be a big one. So um, that's going to be something that as we get into the conversations, right, as we're getting into those, what are we preparing them for? How are we talking to them? Yeah. That's going to be one of those things is the hand washing. Um, yeah, we just want to make sure that they know how important it is. Um, we don't, we want to be mindful. We always want to be mindful of the language we're using, right? So, you know, you need to wash your hands so that you don't get this virus and, and come home and, you know, make grandma really sick. Like we don't want to yeah. get into that. We're talking about, you know, we're keeping our bodies safe. We're, we're keeping healthy, keeping healthy. We're washing our hands. We're singing our song, right? So happy birthday or ABCDFG, whatever it is, but we're singing a little <laughs> song to wash their hands. Um, and we're just talking to them about the importance of washing their hands and we're reminding them, Oh, we're coming home. So like I do this as anytime we drive home. Okay, guys, we're almost home. What's the first thing we're doing when we get home, we have to wash our hands. Right. And that has always been, especially coming home from school. That's always been yes. our number one. You come oh in, gosh, you do yes. not touch anything. You come <laughs> home and you wash your hands. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not like a panicky, like, Oh my goodness, you guys have germs and you guys have touched people and everything. Like we're not getting that to that level. We're just, this is what we do. We come home from school. We, there's lots of germs. We're washing our hands. We are, you know, we know that this, everything that's been happening with COVID, we need to keep our hands clean. So your teachers are going to, and that's something too, your teachers are going to be telling you to wash your hands all the time. So I need you to remember how to wash your hands properly, hand over hand, get in between your fingers. Don't forget your thumbs, right? So like little reminders like that. So having those conversations with them uh, to help prepare them. 
if you have an inquisitive little one or someone who perhaps <laughs> doesn't believe what you always tell them, um, <clears throat> my son, you can, you, you know, know someone? <laughs> I do know somebody, he lives with me and he's really wonderful, but he doesn't always, you know, believe what mummy says all the time, right? So for, for children like that, you know, no, I don't have to wash my hands. I don't have germs on my hands, mom. Oh, yeah. They're, they don't come onto my hands. So for someone like that, you know, you can do a little bit of work on what are germs and, you know, but in a kid-friendly yeah. way versus the panicky way. Yes. Um, Magic School Bus, the old Magic oh. School Bus, had a great one on germs. One of the little boys was sick and they went in and they talked all about the germs and um, it's a really great episode. But there's episodes like that. There's books. There's all sorts of stuff that you can do um, to talk about germs for your little one if that um, is their belief. Is their type of yes. personality. <laughs> that's their personality. If they need to know these little things. But then if you have a highly anxious child, you might yeah. just stick with yeah. you know, not explaining overly and just talking about the importance of washing our hands. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's really important to keep your child's temperament in mind when, and this may be like, you know, most of you guys know I have four kids. So, so like, how I talk to one is different to how I'm going to talk to the other, right? Yeah. I can, I can use, I can explain more things to one than I can to another because I know that that's going to set this one off or this one can't handle that. Right. So yeah. I tone it down based on the children. It's not their ages. It's what it's, it's how they process stuff. Um, and it's how they handle things. So it, you take your individual child's temperament and personality into obviously into play when we're talking to them about it. But we don't want to just kind of throw them in this situation with no heads up, right? Mm -hmm. So the first time you go to the grocery store, if they haven't been to the grocery store in a long time, okay, guys, you're going to notice arrows. You're going to see plastic up on them. Remember those rails that you used to stand on? Well, now they're all full of plastic and you can't touch this and you have to keep your hands to yourself to keep your mask on, right? So just like we're preparing them for that, we're going to do that same thing for school. Um, masks and the, the PPE that teachers and staff are going to be wearing. Um, hopefully, I would hope that our, our system, our school systems uh, will let us know if, you know, if they, if teachers are wearing gowns and gloves or if they're wearing um, the shields, you know what, right now we're just kind of at the mask stage. So um, having those conversations of you teachers going to be wearing masks and your principal and all of, you know, everyone's going to be wearing these masks, right? Just like when we go to the grocery store, just like when we go to the stores, my guys haven't really, I haven't really been taking them to the stores. So um, for them to just be around masks all day, they're like, what is going on? Cause it's kind of little bits by little bits. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so having those conversations, what the teachers could be wearing, um, you know, the, the importance of, of, having their masks on, right? Those are going to be all of those conversations we're going to having before as we're leading up to starting school. Another thing um, that we want to be mindful of is, is what's going to be different in schools is going to be arrows following that line, um, you know, exits, entries and exits. No, we can't go yes. down that hallway. We have to come up this hallway, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, so, so have those conversations again, right? I, I, Ireland's going into grade 10 and I'm having that conversation with her. So you're going to have your own 
you know, our schools having their own entryway per, per grade, and then they are going to have their class. There's no lockers. Like I'm, we're, we're, we're kind of matter of fact with Ireland. I have to be just kind of matter of fact. Um, I have no opinion in it, but this is what it's going to be like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if, um, your children aren't used to that, haven't seen that, or they've been to school. So Alexa's been to school for years and years now. She's going into grade six, but she's never had to follow the the hallway line. She's never had to um, follow any protocols like that. So those are going to be conversations that I'm going to be having with her as well. And for my younger guys um, who've never really had that and have only been in school for a couple of years, of course, our teachers are going to do all that with them. But it's it's we're just preparing them, giving them that heads up of what they could be seeing, whether it's going to be arrows on the floor or it's going to be arrows on the walls or um, if they're going to have lines, right? So if one friend yeah. is on this line, you're going to be on this line. So we don't know how the teachers are going to set that up. The teachers are going to be able to have those conversations with them and they're going to teach them those things. But that heads up is going to be, so it's not so like, oh my gosh, I'm coming in and ah, this is all, what is all these, what are all these arrows? What's going on? Where am I supposed to go? Where am I not supposed yeah. to go? And a store would be a great place to practice this as well, because all stores now, well, most of them have those arrows that you follow <laughs> and have those social, those physical distancing um, Line says, yeah. right? Yep. So that's a great way that you can work with your child on, you know, if you feel like venturing out to a store, even if it's just a quick venture out just to show them the lines and what they look like and yep. you choose a store that doesn't Super have helpful. a lot of people, you know, um, yeah, they can see that for themselves. And then you could say school is going to be very similar to this with the lines that you have to follow, but also showing them what the distance looks like, because you tell you tell yeah. a child you have to s try and stay this much of a distance away and they're like well okay i have no idea what that is but if you show them those spots at the store then they have a better idea if you practice that a little bit at home with like a ruler or you know a meter stick or whatever and you put it down on the ground or you show them something that that tells them how much distance they should be keeping or maintaining from yeah. people or just talk about it in a bubble instead of mm -hmm. you know you have to be this far away otherwise we're all doomed right yeah. like you want to <laughs> you want to say it in such a way that it's going to make it a little bit more understandable for them if that's even a word understandable my goodness I, <laughs> I'm very tired and I should not even be talking right now <laughs> it's okay it's you're okay doing we're well. all you're doing well we're all tired <laughs> We're tired listening yes. and we're tired yes. talking. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So yeah, um, you want them to understand what, what the whole situation is, but making it in a way that isn't overly stressful for them. Uh, and it can uh, be a challenge. Yeah. Especially if absolutely. you are anxious about it yourself. Yeah. Um, it just comes out, you know, and you're like, oh, I said it again. I like what you said, Lisa, about the bubble, because that's what I've done with my guys is you have your bubble. I have my bubble. They have their bubble. So then if we're, we are, you know, out at the park or if we you know, are doing like a driveway visit with friends, even though my boys are uh, going into grade two and three, uh, they, they, they are not remembering their bubbles. Like they, they 
literally no. like AJ's little friend was step was stepping back and AJ was getting closer and I was like AJ your bubble oh yeah that's right I'm so sorry like, so so that's kind of something I can hey buddies guys don't forget your bubbles oh yeah that's right and then they remember so it's kind of that visual that they can kind of you know pretend that there's that bubble around them so kind of where your arms are that's your bubble where your brother's arms are that's his bubble um and we talk about that for personal space for everything so it's not just covid bubble it's like you know if you have a very huggy huggy touchy child um you need to have these conversations that's my aj i need to have these conversations with him just with um people in general that they people have the personal space and not everybody loves to be you know, cuddled and snuggled all of the time. But how mm. funny would that be to witness, right? Like AJ keeps inching forward and this kid keeps stepping <laughs> back. He just kept like taking a step back and AJ would take a step forward. And I was like, <laughs> buddy, Pat, your friend is trying to um, keep that space. Oh my goodness. I keep forgetting. I just want to be so close to them. Just and like an do. old grandma. <laughs> I, they, it really is. They struggle with remembering. And, and this is the concern, right? Is my guys are in grade two and three and they're fairly, uh, fairly good listeners for the most part. And they cannot remember to keep, once their friends are in their space, they are yeah. like, it's out of their, out of their brain to even yeah. keep away from them. Right. Because it's their friends. They're not, it you is. know, scary villains. They're and children just need yeah. that connection, right? They like to be close and touch, whether it's another child or an adult. They, that's they, a lot of children, that physical touch fills their cup. So it's yeah. when they're playing, that's how they show their love. That's how they, you know, it's how they it's show their friendship. So it, it is. So it can be really tough for those guys that, yeah. those personal bubbles. Um, I know even, you know, there's a lot of little ones that even now getting together, like with, as you start to kind of expand our, our, our own bubbles, like, can I give them a hug? And I'm like, yes, you can mm, hug Uncle Peter. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, they're just so happy <laughs> I know. to hug again and hug family again. So um, not all of them are like that for sure. But uh, if you do have a child <laughs> who is that hugger, a toucher who always needs to be kind of um close we're talking lots about those personal bubbles Yippers. such a great quick little reminder too eh? oh bubble bubble don't forget your bubble oh remember remember so-and-so's bubble and then and then it's like oh yeah that's right because they can kind of envision that bubble yeah. around them right and yeah. and like if your little one can show them those youtube videos of like the you know how they step in the middle and they create like those bubbles and they 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 have the big wand that comes up from under them science north does it and it goes over so it's like that's a person's bubble right so that's think of that bubble or even um what's it called bubble soccer you know they have the big inflatable bubbles around them pretend you have one of those around you kind of thing Mm -hmm. that's exactly it and you're okay and this is the thing we want to give them that confidence to be able to um, know and respect their own, everybody else's bubble. But we also want to give them that confidence to be able to tell people to respect their own bubble. Oh, hey, you're in my bubble, right? Yeah. So go away. We don't want to teach our children to <laughs> stop. Don't come close. I mean, stranger danger, sure. But um, but like in general, right? If their friends coming over, we we don't want it to be a panic. Stop. We want it to be like a oh, hey, buddy. My, you're, you're in my bubble, right? So we want to give yeah. them the power to be able to say, hey, this is my space. This is my bubble. And that is a good way of being able to, for them to be able to identify and then also to say to their friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, while we're talking about that language, 
Um, and this, from the very beginning, everything, it's how we say things, right? And how we're projecting things. Um, so you want to be really, really, really mindful mm -hmm. of what you're saying about school. Your yeah. thoughts about the school, your thoughts about how it's going to go, your thoughts about, you know, so-and-so teacher and this and that. You, as always, I mean, there's so many topics of conversation that, that just aren't appropriate for our children to hear, but these, especially when it is, if it can be negative or if it can be, if it can cause any lack of confidence for our children in their school system. We don't want our kids going to school thinking that their teachers aren't going to be able to keep them safe, that the principal yeah. doesn't know what he's doing, that, um, you know, this is just going to be a big shit show and <laughs> everyone's going to be home in two weeks. And right. We don't want to give them those ideas. We want it. We, we, as the parents want to be able to send them off saying, this is a brand new year for school and you're going to have all of your friends and like we would for every other school year with the exceptions of yes we have masks and yes you're not allowed to use your locker and stuff like that but we're not talking about how awful it's going to be all the things we might be thinking we're not <laughs> sharing that with them or talking about it around them yes especially the older children like our i mean our younger children are gonna are going to catch on to that very quickly but our big kids you know, our grade four, five, six, 10, 11, 12, um, they are going to catch on if you're like, well, so-and-so doesn't really know, you know, this one can't remember closes, lock his doors every night. He gets broken into yet. Now he's supposed to manage 700 students in school. Like we're just not saying those things. Right. Um, we, we want to project that um, the staff is ready for them, that they are safe that everybody is doing their part in keeping everybody safe. So we want to give them that confidence. Uh, boosting that confidence there is also going to help you in getting them to school, right? Uh, everything that we're talking about school, um, that we're saying in front of them, they are internalizing that, they are processing that. And that is going to now, hey, it's time to get up for school. They're like, yeah, no, I'm terrified. I don't want to do that actually. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to what everything you guys have been saying over the last few weeks and no, perch. So now I'm sick or now I have this or now I have this and, and it's just going to be uh, an anxiety fueled fight to get to school because they're just not feeling confident about it. So be very mindful of how you're talking about your staff, how you're talking about your school, how you're talking about, you know, this back to school and how it's going to go. And put out some feelers, like ask your child, so what do you think about going back to school? It's been a long mm -hmm. time since, like, just... Do some questioning with that's not going to have like a, a yes, no answer. Um, find out where their headspace is at so yes. that, you know, you may not even need to exude all this confidence. They, they may be like really eager to go back and they're like, yeah, no, I understand the mask thing, mom. I, I think it's a very good idea. I'm going to make sure I'm washing my hand. Like they may be super awesome about it or they may not. And then you can adjust, um, your response as needed. Yes. And you don't, this isn't something you want to wait until the day before no. school starts. Like these are the conversations that you're having now. These are the questions you're asking now so that you have the next couple of weeks to be able to work on these things. Um, if you're struggling, this is Elisa and I are fantastic at being able to individualize different techniques and strategies for uh, families. So whether there's separation anxiety or there's school anxiety or there's this or there's that, whatever it is, Elisa and I are really great at being able to 
create um, those strategies to help little ones adjust and big ones adjust. So if that's a challenge, restfulparenting.com, we can absolutely help. Um, but taking the next couple of weeks um, and working your way and getting them comfortable to the start of school and that kind of stuff. Um, coming is better to do it now than just the night before. Yeah. Um, our last couple of points, you know, especially with our younger guys, mental health, like take those mental health days, um, stagger your entries if you want, like they don't, especially those first few weeks right now going back. And, and I've spoken to teachers who have said like those first few days, we're not even teaching. We're getting them into protocols and hand washing and this and that, right? It's, it's, we're, it's a whole new learning curve. So um, doing a staggered entry or taking mental health days, if, if you can take an afternoon off, even if it's every couple of weeks, if you take an afternoon off, take the kids out of school, give them a little bit of a break. Now, this year, more than ever, I think our children are going to need, um, and I've been big, Elisa has always done this as well. Um, we do mental health days with our kids on a regular basis. Those first couple of months into school, uh, my guys, we do a slower adjustment. If they're struggling, if anyone's struggling, we'll do um, kind of a staggered entry. And then um, I just do mental health days because I've, I don't know, five days, Five days, full days, I feel like is a lot for everybody. So every once, every couple of weeks, it's nice to take an afternoon off or have a morning off. And if that's not something you can do. If there's a grandparent or if there's an aunt or an uncle, that just, it's a couple of hours. It's just to kind of give them that break out of it. And, and it's something that, I mean, we all um, can benefit from, right? Is that like a little bit of mental health time? So it's okay to stagger that entry and it's okay to take those mental health days, especially with our younger guys. Um, it's going to be a lot, uh, it's, it's a lot for our young guys to begin with, especially our JKSKs and go back. We do have an episode on starting kindergarten and we do talk about that. Um, how those five full days, uh, can be really tough in those first couple of months, but even with our older guys, um, as they're adjusting to this, uh, you know, wearing masks five days a week for six hours a day, they may not be, um, able to do that right from the beginning. Right. So taking that little bit of time, giving them that little bit of time, uh, can, can help make that whole adjustment so much easier. I also think something else to keep in mind is nobody's behind in their learning. Yeah. So don't have any, you know, big expectations about, okay, fine, we're going to get them caught up now. We're going to get, get her, get her caught up. Um, everybody's at the same level. Nobody is behind. And so we're just re-entering. Mm-hmm. And there is going to be like a re-entering process that's happening. There's not going to be a lot of academic stuff happening in those first few weeks for sure. Because it's going to be a lot about new protocols, new policies, new ways of managing. Oh, I thought this would work this way. We got to do it this way. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. There's going to be some children are going to be having meltdowns. Um, some teachers are going to be anxious. Yeah. Like nobody's behind on the learning. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a, a really valid point because I think that is a, 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 whether you're keeping them or you're sending them, there's always that, well, we didn't do enough in the spring and what about this? And and what if I can't keep up to the curriculum this year? And uh, yeah, I think this whole year in general is going to be 
a little bit of a, of an up and down kind of roller coaster for all children. So their their education is just going to kind of follow that up and down roller coaster. And it's a different um, kind of education, right? Like, yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, and our very, very last point uh, is, our, unless you guys have other points, but um, <laughs> my very, very last point is to remember how resilient and amazing yes. our children are. Our children are going to, you know, it's, it's like when they were babies and we moved them into their room for the first time and we were so stressed out about it. And you're like, oh, you actually slept better without me than you do with me. And the first time you leave them, you know, it's going to be awful and they're going to scream for hours and hours and you're like, oh, awesome. You had the best night ever. Great. Um, <clears throat> so it, it, the, our children are resilient. Our fears and anxieties tend to um, get in the way of how we feel they're actually going to handle it. Right. So, so yeah, my, my children wearing a mask for six hours a day. Um, that's one of the big pieces, but it may not even bother them. Like it may just be like, Oh, Oh, so-and-so had this mask and so-and-so had this mask. And Oh my goodness, I like this mask. Like it's just going to be a norm for them. Um, that, that physical distancing they're it's going to take a bit, but they're going to learn. Um, but children are so resilient and they're going to they adapt really and they're going to adjust to it. And this is just going to be their new norm. And then they're going to, when we get out of it, they're just going to slide back into, you know, what used to be real life. They're just going to slide back into that again. It's, it's, let's not discount how amazing our children are for when it comes to their resilience and what they can handle. And at the same, in the same breath, let's not discount how amazing a lot of our teachers are. We have yes. in, especially in Ontario, we have like some of the best teachers and our teachers know what they are doing when it comes to child development and how to help children adjust to the new classroom format how to adjust to wearing the masks, how to make the, you know, I would have two hours of hand-washing fun during the day. Like our te- that's what our <laughs> teachers do. They're, that's what they're amazing at. That's what they do. That's what they're great at. It's why they've become teachers because they have that extra skill of being able to work with children. Yeah. Right. So, so we know that um, if we're trusting them to educate our children, we can trust them to keep them safe. We can trust them that they are following those protocols of course, if your child, your teacher's not, then that's a conversation you have with your principal. But let's let's remember that ninety nine percent of our teachers are just amazing and work above and beyond to help our children, and mm-hmm. are in this profession because of their love for children and teaching. So they are going to be there to help our children overcome any fears and anxieties, help them work through those mass challenges, and still be able to teach them. Yepers. Well, guys, thank you so much. We hope that some of these tips um, have helped. If, like we said, if you guys are struggling with helping your little ones or you're worried about adjusting to school, um, reach out to restfulparenting.com or through restfulparenting.com and uh, Elisa and I can absolutely help with that for sure. It's what we do. It's what we love. Um, We hope your back to school is fantastic. keep listening for more episodes. We're going to have definitely going to have an at home schooling episode out shortly. Um, And then of course, all of our regular tips of for sleep and parenting. Hope to see you soon.